0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast brought to you by the Denver Post. This is sports Kyle Newman, joined by my colleague Ryan O'Halloran. And we are discussing the news of the day of the offseason so far for the Broncos. And that is GM George Payton tabbing Nathaniel Hackett as the new head coach, 15th full-time head coach, 18th head coach overall in franchise history. And Hackett coming over from Green Bay, where he was the offensive coordinator for the last three seasons prior to that, was in Jacksonville in that same role. So Hackett beating out two other finalists, Dallas, D.C., Dan Quinn, Los Angeles Rams, O.C., Kevin O'Connell. And we'll break down this decision in full, what it means for the Broncos. Hackett's to-do list when he arrives in Denver, already here, and what this means for the franchise going forward. Plus, we'll close the show with some playoff talk, recap that crazy, wild divisional round, and look ahead to the championship games with some predictions. So, Ryan, let's start off. First off, this is a team that has missed the playoffs six straight years, five straight losing seasons. What is on Nathaniel Hackett's immediate to-do list as he takes over this franchise?
1: Well, the immediate... Item on the to-do list is building a coaching staff, and we'll get to the quarterbacks here later in this podcast. But he does—he has one connection direct on this Broncos staff. Um, that's Christian Parker, the, who just finished his first year as the defensive backs coach. So my early my early vibe is that there is going to be a massive amount of turnover uh, on this coaching staff, and maybe that's what they need. This, like you said, this is six straight years out of the playoffs, so. And, you know, Nate has worked with different organizations, built connections that way. Uh, so, you know, uh, new coordinators, new position coaches, do some of these guys retire. So that's the first thing. And, you know, before we get to quarterback, just sort of some of the mechanics of the search. And, you know, it's old news now, but in today's Denver Post print edition, for those of you who still get it, uh, we appreciate that. And the E edition is... Uh, was George Payton being indecisive or patient? And I chose patient because none of the other the dominoes had fallen yet. I got the vibe. I got the the, the word that they were, they were sort of interested in talking to Kevin O'Connell, but he's not eligible to be talked to until next Monday after the NFC title game. But Packett was in town on Monday, visited the facility. He met with department heads, football and non-football. I mean, he did the whole car wash, and that building on Monday afternoon when he left was buzzing, and, and in a positive way. You know, they these are these are folks that didn't know a lot about Nathaniel Hackett. Once they got in front of him, uh, they could feel that energy, the questions he was asking them, instead of the other way around. So he made a very good impression, and from there, I think they were in a holding pattern until the Jaguars requested uh, a second interview with Hackett. You know, it was just, you know, Jacksonville doesn't know what they're doing. That's just clear.
0: So Vic Fangio well, reportedly flying out to Jacksonville yeah. to interview for the head yeah, job. They're getting I desperate.
1: Think that's more of a, I think that's more of a defensive coordinator thing, but Vic, if you're listening, don't go, there's going to be better jobs open, but I digress back to Hackett. Once he got a request from the Jaguars that put the process into like fifth gear. And they they talk contract, four year contract. They talked about that last night. And they felt it was further further enough lot far enough along that they, you know, started, you know, maybe leaking a little bit. But as of eleven thirty seven A. M. Denver time, no white smoke from the Broncos just yet. But uh you know, it is going to happen, and I, I would expect him to be introduced on Friday.
0: So you mentioned the building the coaching staff. That's the most immediate objective, of course. The quarterback plan, that's a huge question mark as well. Broncos have got more than $40 million in cast bakes. They've got a ton of draft picks thanks to Peyton's wheeling and dealing this year. And they have all the offensive talent around the quarterback position at wideout, running back some promising talent up front. At tight end, they got Albert O and Fant. So the pieces are in place. Obviously, plan A is Rodgers, right, Ryan? And then plan B, Russell Wilson. Uh, between those two plans, if those don't work out, it's a pretty far fall to plan C.
1: Yeah, and let will start with plan A with Rodgers. I mean, I'll address this for the people. I've gotten a ton of emails over the last four or five days saying, quote, we don't want Rodgers. Well... What the hell? I mean, like, you know, do, you, do you want to be mired in mediocrity? I mean, great. This is, this is, this would be a short relationship, two years, three years, whatever, but if you can make it happen, make it happen. Um, you know, it'd be, it would be foolish to suggest that there wasn't a connection. Packet being hired Rogers being pursued in a trade that said, it cannot be the, it could, it could not have been the be all end all because Ideally for the Broncos, this is a long tenure for Nathaniel Hackett as the head football coach, well beyond when Aaron Rodgers is done playing. He's going to be in his age 38 season. So that would be a bonus. But you know, what's attractive, I think, from the Broncos standpoint, George Payton and his crew is I think he is the polar opposite of Vic Fangio in terms of offense, defense. Uh, you know, uh, Hackett is 42. Vic is in his 60s. And just sort of a different kind of aura, different kind of energy. And, yeah, you know, I talked to one of his former colleagues with the Jaguars, uh, Ron Middleton, who's now with the New York Jets as a tight end coach. He says he laughed. He goes, he goes, he's a little quirky. He's invited me to that in a positive way. He says, one of the smartest guys I've ever been around. I think that's that's going to be the takeaway from these players. He's been in front of the room as a coordinator. He's called plays on game day. And so I think he's going to be able to handle those two roles, head coach and play color, pretty seamlessly. And, you know, plan A Rodgers, maybe plan A1 A, a one is Wilson. Uh, it would cost more, I think, to acquire Wilson. And then plan C is here's the reason why you hire Hackett as well. Uh, Say so you draft a quarterback in the first round. He has experience developing guys. Blake Bortles had his best year with the Jaguars under Hackett. Jordan Love was a first-round pick for the Packers. He's been working with Hackett for two years. So that's sort of the... You know, it's all about the offense. That was a big part of each of these 10 interviews. What's your plan to fix this offense?
0: And this is the First Norwich Podcast. That's Ryan O'Halloran. This is Kyle Newman. So, Hackett getting the nod over fellow, fellow finalists, like I said, Dan Quinn and Kevin O'Connell. As you mentioned, Ryan, the Rams still being in the playoffs in the NFC Championship game, complicating the interest in O'Connell and the ability to really interview him further. Now, Dan Quinn, a defensive-minded guy, a defensive-minded guy, what do you think gave Hackett the edge and, and obviously the clear advantage here when it came down to it and it got into fifth gear, like you said, with some other interests? What gave Hackett the, that edge in the end?
1: Yeah, I think it was, I th- uh, I think it was the, just the offense. Uh, they feel, the Broncos feel they have a you know, close to an elite defense. We could debate that as the offseason goes along. Their numbers were good, but they're still 7-10. They didn't and create a lot of takeaways. They didn't get That's some sad. key
0: stops when they needed them and a lot of losses.
1: Yeah, they didn't. And they I mean they're horrible on third down. But they you know, obviously the offense needed an overhaul. I think they needed to go with the head coach on offense because let's face it, I got you know, it was a little old going to the podium four times a week and hearing a defensive coach saying, Hey, well, you know, you gotta ask Pat or about that. Or we gotta get our passing game going. Not Vic's fault. His expertise is on defense, but The Quinn thing is interesting because I think a lot of people jumped to conclusions that because they, uh, him and Peyton worked together in Miami, well, it was 2005 and 2006. Here's the other thing. Peyton was a part of the Viking search committee eight years ago when they interviewed Quinn, they hired Mike Zimmer. So, you know, familiarity helps them make the decision. And, you know, as, as one, one league source told me last week, they said, Hey, do not, do not rush to judgment on Dan Quinn to the Broncos just because they know each other. And, uh, and that turned out to be accurate.
0: This is the first Orange podcast. That's right on Halloran. This is Kyle Newman talking the Broncos naming Nathaniel Hackett, their 15th full-time head coach, 18th overall head coach in franchise history dating back to 1960. So we mentioned the skid at the top of the show, six straight seasons out of the playoffs mm-hmm. Haven't really sniffed it since Super Bowl 50. The fall has been pretty drastic. Broncos country is pretty fed up. Where do the Broncos go from here, Ryan? And is it, a, you know, I know they still got a lot up in the air, especially at quarterback and with the ownership, which Joe Ellis said would be hashed out now after they found a coach. Well, that seems to be the next huge box to check. But where do the Broncos go from here? And is the optimism that's flowing about the Twitter sphere today warranted?
1: Um, I think the optimism about the hire is warranted, but let's face it. And, you know, I've written this over the last month and I've said it and I've not gotten any pushback. This team is not close. They finished 13th out of 16 teams in the AFC. Seven teams make the playoffs in the AFC. The Broncos weren't even close to that. They're, they had a bunch of teams ahead of them. Not to mention Do the gap
0: have... in the division, right? Between them yeah, and especially week. the Chargers well, and Chiefs.
1: Yeah. One in five against division competition this year. So, Uh, you know, if you play the long game, go rookie quarterback. I'd play the kid right away. Start building it that way. If you strike out on the two veterans, are not willing to pay the price for those two veterans. I mean, I I would agree that the Broncos have some good players in place. They just don't have enough of them. I mean, you watch you watch the games this weekend. Sometimes it looked like they're being played at a different speed. You know, you but it starts at quarterback because the common the common sentiment is you get a quarterback. It will elevate the game of Sutton, Patrick, Judy, Fant, Alberto. Combine that with Javante Williams and maybe a Melvin Gordon sprinkled in. If he resigns, then you have the Makins offense. They need they need big time help up front on offense. None of those guys got better this year except for minors. And He's a rookie, so he's supposed to. So, and on defense, I think there's still some holes. And one of the questions for uh, Hackett is: Are you going to be a three-four front or a four-three front? That would impact some of your personnel up front that would impact your inside and outside linebackers. So uh, my guess is that he would uh, stay with a 3-4 because that's less of a transition for these guys. New scheme, same front. But where the Broncos go from here, they got a lot of work to do, and they got a lot of teams to pass.
0: Well, and as you mentioned, there's surely going to be a house cleaning on the staff, all three coordinator positions, likely to see turnover from Pat Shermer, Ed Donatel, and Tom McMahon.
1: Yeah, I think so, and, and you know, because I, I think Haka is going to be the play caller, so that, you know, and he'll, he'll probably get a, a coordinator in here, maybe that is also coaching the quarterbacks. And on defense, you know, Ed Donatel was essentially the secondary coach because Vic called the plays. So, you're and then special teams, I think you just got to start over there. Uh so it, then you get into position coaches, you get into the assistant position coaches, you know, who are, who, what is the depth chart that uh, Nathaniel Hackett uh, presented to George Payton during their interview? You know, we're going to find out here in the next uh, week or two.
0: So Nathaniel Hackett, 18th head coach in Broncos history, 42 year old, and definitely, as Ryan mentioned, a change of pace from the 60 some year old Dick Fangio especially in terms of the energy he's going to bring into the room. He started his coaching career at his alma mater, UC Davis, in 2002 as an assistant linebackers coach. Still to the, in school. Still in school and started that and then jumped to Stanford, 03 through 05, and then jumped to the NFL in 06 with the Bucks. Also spent time with the Bills. And as you wrote about, Ryan, you know, after he got fired from the Bills following that 2009 season, was thinking, of, hey, is this coaching thing for me? Syracuse kind of threw him a lifeline, became the OC there eventually, got back into football with the Bills, then went to the Jags before the Packers. So a winding road here to Denver. But he's been a very hot coaching candidate, you know, basically across the board since the regular season ended.
1: Yeah, and what, uh, and I, mean, yeah, I covered Hackett when he was in Jacksonville as a right. quarterback coach. He was promoted to coordinator midway through 16. Um, I was here in Denver when he got scapegoated uh, during the 18th season by Tom Coughlin, just who managed to ruin the same franchise twice. I mean, whatever. Uh, (laughs) But he's experienced setbacks. He knows, you know, he's been fired twice. He's been at the college level where he's had to coach 19, 20-year-old kids. That requires a different message. And So one thing you see is that the players have respect for him. And that was true in Jacksonville. You see that with the Packers, some of their players commenting on social media today. So uh, it's going to be a transition for a new head coach. First time you ever do it, understood. But he, you know he's basically, you don't want to say he's been groomed for this his whole life, but his father is Paul Hackett, who was a longtime offensive coordinator for the Cowboys, the Chiefs, the head coach at USC. So, uh, but you know, Nathaniel has become his own man and He's worked for some some you know uh, interesting head coaches of different ilks, like Gus Bradley, Doug Moreau, John Gruden was his first boss, and, and then Matt LaFleur the last couple of years. So just sort of a wide range of uh, experience, and I think that's that's what the Broncos needed.
0: Okay, this is the first Norwich podcast brought to you by the Denver Post. That's Ryan O'Halloran. This is Kyle Newman. We'll have plenty of wall-to-wall coverage on Nathaniel Hackett's hiring at denverpost.com slash broncos, so check it out. Of course, check it out on your doorstep if you're one of our valued print subscribers. We'll close the show here talking about what might have been the wildest divisional weekend in NFL history. All four games coming down to a walk-off play. Rams beating the Bucks on a last-second field goal. Chiefs coming back against the Bills, beating them in overtime. And then the Bengals and 49ers also advancing via last second field goal. So now we got. The Bengals and the Chiefs and the Rams and the 49ers. Ryan, what were your thoughts just watching the games this past weekend and seeing just the back and forth and just all the drama culminating in that Sunday night matchup between the Bills and Chiefs? Rematch of last last year's AFC title tilt, and it did not disappoint.
1: Yeah, and well, yeah, I'm not going to go as far as the national media calling it, it. The greatest divisional weekend ever. How the hell do you know? mean, give me a break um, but uh, i mean because like i remember back in like after the 06 season i covered a saints eagles playoff divisional playoff game on a saturday night in new orleans and it was a shootout great game the next day i flew to chicago covered seahawks bears i think that was an overtime game so there's you know there's great games every week some of these games last weekend were slow to develop but yep. once they picked up steam yeah, there was no stopping it and you know the bills chiefs game You expected it to be a doozy you're hoping it was a doozy and it was uh you know people aching about the overtime rules well that's a, that's a topic for the off season make you know the big thing moving forward to this weekend is what do these teams have left i mean there were some slobber knockers last week uh san francisco has had the rams number the last several years you know does that mean they're in the Rams' head, or does it mean the Rams are due? But well, both things can be true. I'm going to pick the Rams, and then in the early game in Cincinnati, Kansas City, Kansas City a seven-point favorite. I think it'll be close for a while because I just I just think Joe Burrow is awesome. Um, I, you know, Mark Kesla, like I, some of the members of the Denver media mafia a couple months ago wanted to like punch him when he said he'd take Joe Burrow over Justin Herbert. Looking like pretty good choice now, so. Uh, so I'll go Kansas City and the Rams to play in the Super Bowl. How about
0: you? I also like that pick, KC, over Cincinnati. I think that one's going to be a thriller. And I see the Chiefs again coming back. They just prove themselves as a team that can come back in the fourth quarter back against the ropes. They like it that way with Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill. I mean, that offense is never out of it. Uh, but that being said, Joe Burrow getting to the AFC title game in his second season, his rookie year cut short due to a knee injury. We have not even close to seeing the best yet out of that kid, so that young man, should I say, and uh, lots of lots of bright future ahead in Cincinnati there, even if they do lose. And then the NFC, I, I mean, I I'm kind of flabbergasted how Jimmy G and the Niners have just snuck in the back door this far. I mean, they got they barely got into the playoffs, and then this past weekend. That the, getting the blocked punt to tie the game, not winning the game and beating Aaron Rodgers and the Packers at Lambeau without scoring an offensive touchdown. It all just feels very fluky to me. So I'm going with the Rams and Von Miller punching his ticket back to another Super Bowl. All
1: right. Well, and uh, one thing I'm watching that Bengals Chiefs game is Bengals gave up nine sacks last week to Tennessee. Yep. It looked like Joe Burrow was hesitant to leave the pocket, whereas the Bronco fans can remember, he didn't have that hesitancy when they played each other last month at mile high. He would scramble for a bunch of third downs, so you know, I, I think the protection is going to be an issue for Cincinnati against Kansas City's pressure.
0: And this to been the first Norge podcast brought to you by the Denver Post. That's Ryan O'Halloran. This is Kyle Newman. Again, DenverPost.com, Sauce Broncos, for continued coverage of the coaching hire, Nathaniel Hackett, and as we move forward in the offseason, ownership news the draft coming up in a couple months etc appreciate you listening in to today's show until next time folks take it easy